0: What does it mean to bring our whole selves into the world? To give ourselves the gift of unconditional acceptance. Join me as we learn together. I'm Jorgen Salvis and this is Unshaming. Hey Unshamers, this is a very special episode. This episode is all about sex and dating advice. Now over the course of the show, you all have asked for an episode like this for a while. So I'm super excited about it. I'm definitely not a dating expert. I'm not a therapist, but I have done quite a few Unshaming interviews at this point, And I do know quite a bit about relationship psychology. And so I love giving dating advice and I'm excited to... To dive into it, I put out the call a couple of weeks ago for Unshamers to send in their dating questions, their dating problems, and you all definitely did not disappoint. There are some interesting and amazing letters in here. For this episode, I brought back one of my very good friends, a friend of the podcast, Shani De Los Angeles. She is a poet, an activist, and an actress. I thought she would be the perfect partner in crime for this episode because... She has given me such tender, loving, helpful dating advice over the years. So I'm so excited for you to listen to what we, what we, what advice we gave. I want to thank all the Unshamers who wrote in letters to the show as well. I hope you enjoy the three that I picked. Thank you for being so vulnerable and so open to the Unshaming journey. Enjoy do you want to silence anything or
1: mine has been on do no since that program came up <gasps> <laughs> I said, thank you apple got.
0: um all right girl well thank you for coming back on the show <laughs> yeah for the first time we did our episode in 2020 we sure did yeah that was crazy
1: a different time for sure. And
0: the response has been so amazing.
1: Gorgeous. If anyone's listening that has taken the time to email me, instagram me, like please know all those messages that were filled with so much love just really grounded me and reminded me you know why it's important to share. So thank you.
0: I love that. Well, I wanted to have you on because we always talk about boys. Duh. <laughs> and when we're together and the girls out there mm-hmm. are struggling right now okay and when i say the girls i mean all of us doing the show has helped me understand that unshaming attaches itself to like every single aspect of your life yeah like why haven't you sent that email yet you've read it 10 times <laughs> Or why haven't you sent that text message to him after all of your friends have read it twice? Mm. You know what I mean? So I feel like dating is such a huge aspect of the Unshaming Journey. So I did put the call out for some (laughs) questions, letters for fans to basically bring in all of their their dilemmas, all of their Mm -hmm. fears, all of their questions and we got some really interesting ones
1: (laughs) i'm excited are you i'm a little bit nervous but i'm also excited to like hear where people are at and what comes out of like my yeah you know voice hearing the stories
0: okay well let's dive in okay i'm excited okay so here goes this is from this first letter is from christina
1: okay oh you're giving you're giving first names
0: (laughs) well there was no last name (laughs) yeah 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 some of them are one is not signed at all and then another one is signed Mm. a pseudonym okay dear joy people look at me from the outside and think i have it all Mm. i'm attractive i have a wonderful family i have a master's degree a thriving career in finance and my own apartment in new york I think people see me as the picture of success. Hmm. Little do they know I am so lonely. I'm 29 years old and have never been in a serious relationship. My dating life is a disaster. Hmm. I constantly have the worst luck with men. Let me tell you my latest escapade. Uh-oh. I met this guy on Hinge, a dating app, about five months ago. Let's call him John. Hmm. We were both pretty busy with work, but after a couple of weeks of texting, we finally met up. I can honestly say there were sparks. He was even sexier in person. The conversation was awesome, fun, and easy. The only thing that annoyed me is that he vapes, but whatever. After a few (laughs) drinks, I decided to go home with him for a drink at his place. We did end up sleeping together while i do regret this now at the time i was horny and needed to see a penis the sex was amazing um although my tendency is to get clingy after sex i kept my distance and played it cool i was waiting for him to make a move naturally this turned me into an anxious mess Mm -hmm. after texting almost every day for weeks i suddenly didn't hear anything from him for days You can imagine how hurt I was and how used I felt. One day he finally called me and I could literally feel my body light up with excitement. As expected, our conversation was easy and lovely. This pattern lasted for a few months. We have great dates and amazing sex. Then I don't hear from him and I become anxious. Then he hits me up and the cycle continues. Honestly, I've been so sick of it lately that I started to take some distance. Of course, he hit me up
2: hmm
0: i told him i was going on a business trip to san francisco which is true and that we could link up when i was back i was hoping he would take the hint and leave me alone but coincidentally he was going to be there at the same time visiting family and insisted that i visit him i was hesitant but he said that the summer in sf is beautiful and that he would love to show me around He told me we could take long walks by the bay, eat delicious seafood at his favorite local spots, and that he would have me over for a meal with his family. Although I was close to ending things, I was very touched by his offer and thought he might have changed. Finally, he is taking me seriously, I thought. We met up before my trip and had the wildest, most passionate sex. I can truly say that my mind was blown, and so was my back. (laughs) (laughs) I was so excited for our time together in San Francisco that I decided to buy some new dresses for the occasion.
2: Mm.
0: I texted him pictures of what I bought and waited and waited and waited for a response. Nothing. I was livid and anxious and frankly, so confused. I mustered up the courage to text him saying, hey, I never heard from you. Did you get my last message? After a whole day, he messaged me back saying I actually had a slight change of plans and I'm going to be visiting friends in D.C. that weekend. To say that I was hurt was an understatement. So here I am in San Francisco looking out at the beautiful scenery hung up on this douchebag who doesn't give a shit about me. I am so confused as to what happened and why he turned on me like that. I wish I could say this was a one-off thing, but I find that men constantly treat me this way. Mm. I would never tolerate this level of disrespect from friends, family, or colleagues. I have no idea why I do when it comes to men. I have been agonizing over whether I should send him this really long text message that sums up all of my feelings. All of my girlfriends have read it, and their responses are mixed. Mm. What should I do? We missed you on your break. Please keep the new episodes coming. Yours truly, Christina. Yeah. Lots oh my god, lots back there. Where do we even start?
1: Let me sip this tea. Yeah. Okay,
0: for the listeners, Shenny is currently sipping tea.
1: Mm. (laughs) 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 I just needed to
0: get in your aura.
1: Yes. Where do we begin?
0: Why don't we start with why don't we start from the from the bottom and then work our way up? Okay. So first thing I'm thinking about is girl do not send that text message and drop him.
1: Yes. Yes. I think sometimes like especially when I think about my early 20s, I think mm. so I think so much about how I felt empowered letting them know. <laughs> like I yeah. felt like you know, like, right. I'm gonna send this essay to him. And <laughs> novel. Like, you know? I've sent a
0: novel. Yeah, I've sent a <laughs> couple of novels, actually.
1: And we feel like we released ourselves. But really, as more time has gone for me, I've recognized there there's actually more power in letting that, like, letting there be silence mm. and not giving them that energy of how you actually felt. I My, my experience that it's better to be intentional and communicate to people who took the time to really listen. Mm. There was never a moment in the story where he really connected to her mm-hmm. and took the time to understand where she was at, what she wanted from the relationship. So it's like, why do you think he would really value this text? Do you think he would really read it and understand where you are and why you were hurt? It doesn't sound like he has the emotional maturity for that.
0: And I think one thing you're touching on is... And I know I'm guilty of this. She, it sounds like she's wanting to send the message in the hope that he might read it and come to his senses. Yes, that too. But, girl, you have to let him go because I think something we forget about is the fact that, let me first just say, you should have dropped him when you saw the vape.
1: <laughs> <laughs> you said, let's actually start from the top. <laughs> That's a fact, yes.
0: That is like, sorry to anyone who vapes, but are you serious?
1: I mean, Jordan, don't apologize.
0: (laughs) This is my thing. Look, ladies. And when I say ladies, I mean everyone. Period. The first sign of inconsistency, you need to run for the hills. Mm -hmm. Because it's only going to get worse.
1: That's so true.
0: It's only going to get worse from there. And I think, I also just want to say I feel for her when she was saying that she slept with him because you know she was wanting sex and Mm -hmm. i feel like there there is nothing wrong with that and that's okay i think what got to me was tolerating the back and forth because as much as we can give you advice on you know what you should do with the guy Mm. ultimately i think it's about looking at yourself Mm. and asking yourself the hard question of Why have you been tolerating this behavior for so long? It's been months. And when I think about it, this man is so inconsiderate. He calls her when it's convenient for him. Did you pick up on that?
1: Right. Well, I thought it was a red flag even when he was like, oh, like this is perfect because I'm going to be there too. And I want you to meet my family
0: oh my god first
1: what's like what did you experience to show that there was growth to that Mm. that you and him both earned that experience like i will say for for the folks who will listen to this i'm gonna be more traditional you know i like to go slow so i'm not gonna tell you that here's what i'll say about my relationship to sex I do feel that people need to earn it, you know, mm. and how that could look different for everybody. And, and I'm here for everybody living their best life as long as it's in a healthy way. But it just sounds like everything he got to experience from her wasn't earned. Mm. So then him dropping like, I want you to meet my family. Uh, we haven't really <laughs> had like core experiences right. together. You know, like I want to meet somebody's family really knowing really trusting that they know me and i know them
0: so what you're saying is her meeting his family is something he actually needs to earn
1: yes but what i'm really saying is i don't think his intention was to ever i don't think he was actually going to san francisco mm, really i think he because that has happened to me before actually
0: really where somebody told, just lying like that?
1: somebody t- blamely told yes i want you to meet my parents and I hadn't heard from them in over a year. It was a fuckboy situation. Mm, and he had, Which is what this sounds like. This is what right? it was. And he had this understanding that if he paid for an expensive dinner, he could get it. Wow. So he hadn't seen me. I haven't heard from him in over a year. He moved to Berlin to be a DJ. This is where I was at 20. A year and a half later, I, he was back in New York and he just hit me up like nothing. Like, I want to take you out. I know you love this place, pa 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 And then in the center, he's like, oh, yeah, and I want you to meet my parents. And I'm just sitting <laughs> there, like, naive, honestly. Right. I'm thinking it's actually really beautiful. But mm. looking back now at 27, it's like, no, he, was, he never had intentions of me meeting his parents. That doesn't make any sense. So I think I'm just speaking on hearing the story and seeing like he was willing to tell her whatever she wanted to hear Mm. to have a very specific experience. But it sounds like she wants a partner, Mm -hmm. someone to build her life with. Mm -hmm. And I think, again, coming from just my own like slow and steady mindset, I think that that requires you to have a little bit more discipline within yourself and be more attentive to discernment
0: tell us what you mean by that
1: i feel like sometimes we we do put ourselves in situations where we're not really asking ourselves is this an experience that is towards the longevity of of what i want for my life you know and there were so many moments even early on where i was like it doesn't sound like he's trying to build with you and so my advice would just be to go a little bit slower. Mm-hmm. You know, like I do think people can earn us a little bit more. I'm not I'm not against sleeping with somebody on the first night because I've also heard of people having that and like being with their partners for, you know, a very long time. But I feel we do give so much of ourselves so quickly for these like mind-blowing sex moments. And it's like, yeah, but he lied a couple of times in between. And is that worth it? So that's that's my viewpoints on it.
0: I feel like there's so many people that can actually relate to this story.
1: Yes, definitely.
0: Of, like, getting caught up in the cycle with the fuckboy, and you're confused because you're... I mean, honestly, she didn't do anything wrong. No. She didn't do anything wrong, and suddenly they drop off the face of the earth, and you're left feeling confused, which is crazy. Right. I would say that, honestly there's so many men out there who emotional unavailability is absolutely rampant right now Mm. why do you think that is well i think that so many men from a really young age are abandoned Mm
2: -hmm.
0: maybe not physically but emotionally abandoned Mm -hmm. because so many of us are taught from a very young age you cannot have feelings.
2: Mm.
0: And I'm not saying every man out there, but most of us, yes. That's what our gender norm tells us we how we have to act. And mm. I think when you are wired in that way, when your brain is wired in that way and suddenly here comes a loving person, mm. I think that a lot of men don't know what to do with that. Mm. And they're overwhelmed by the feeling of being loved. And so what did they do? They run away. (sighs) I'm also kind of angry as I read this because I'm Mm -hmm. like, what a coward.
1: Oh, 1000%. This is is a thing. Like that has always been... That has... I'm sorry, but I need to say this. We have been dealing with the heartbreak that men have put us through for a very long time. You know, so it's like I, I, I... honor that and feel the anger and feel that energy and and don't want to like downplay that but also like this is the reality of the world we live in so how can we protect ourselves i feel like it's also the conversations we need to be having too you know which goes back to that like what is the strength to not answer that text
0: there are also some other things in here that were really interesting to me as well. So I think one sentence that really stuck out to me was, I kept my distance and played it cool. Mm -hmm. I was waiting for him to make a move. Mm. Naturally, this turned me into an anxious mess. Mm. We've definitely all been there. Yes. And I think that, girl, you have to stop doing that. Send the text message. Put yourself out there and really... Tell people where you're at. If they reject you, if they don't respond to you, that's less time that you're wasting anyway. I
1: was going to say, it saves you a lot more energy than the anxiousness of waiting.
0: And there's so much power that we're giving to the man. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. When we withhold our true feelings. Yes. For what, you know, and ultimately.
1: At, At the beginning, though at the beginning i think if there's if you've gone through it so many times with them like we're both in agreement she shouldn't send the novel (laughs) i just feel like at this point right you got everything you needed but if you're in a situation where you're like okay we just we just fucked we had a good night we had dinner like i haven't heard in a couple of days that's a time to reach out and be like what's up
0: oh a couple of days i would say if a man can go
1: Uh (laughs) uh-oh Let him know. Let him know. I was meeting them with Grace. Go ahead. Go ahead.
0: That's we left that one in twenty twenty one too. Period. <laughs> but Period. if a man can go, I would say multiple hours without texting you.
1: Wow, he didn't even give y'all twenty four.
0: <laughs> if a man can go multiple hours without texting you, he does not care,
1: mm. or
0: he's just too preoccupied to mm. care.
1: But you're also saying, like, if it has gone a couple hours and you're feeling anxious, like, that is the time to text and be like, hey, what's up?
0: Exactly. And I would also say we all need to get better at listening to our bodies. That anxiety. (laughs) Your body.
1: That is a part of discernment, too. Your body speaks for you sometimes. Mm -hmm. Honestly, 99.9% of
0: the time. 99.9% of the time. I think that. That anxiety is information and it's there to tell you something. Something that I've been learning about, I've been reading this book, The Body Keeps the Score. Mm. That anxiety is there. Basically, it's your body's way of saying, Danger, danger. Yes. Danger, danger. Get out, abort. I'm going to make it really hard for you to exist in this situation because you need to get out of it. So, not only would I say that you need to get out of this situation, But I would also say, what is it triggering for you? Mm -hmm. What is that emotional unavailability triggering for you? Mm -hmm. Because the body keeps the fucking score.
1: Wow. You know what I mean? Yeah. I'm thinking about the last person I even spoke to, but there came a moment where I didn't hear from them for two weeks. And the reason I didn't reach out is because other times that I'd be like, hey, haven't heard from you in a couple of days. What's going on? Like, or just, you know, how are you doing? Again, meeting them with grace, Mm -hmm. trying not to assume. Their response would be, I'm just really busy right now, but I miss you. Would love to do a phone call, you know, later next week. And that would always be the energy. So this time I played it cool (laughs) as we do. And it went two weeks. And I remember there was this one day where I woke up and felt, Depressed, mm. Like felt like I was a piece of shit. And I remember I woke up, went from my bed and y'all, I'm in New York. I'm living in a studio. I went from my bed and took a couple steps to the couch and just laid on the couch for the rest of the day. Wow. And didn't do anything. And I remember having a moment with, with myself where I was like, we've already worked past this. Why are you back in that place? Like, Let's not go back to this feeling that's so familiar. And I realized even in that moment that I had grown because there was a time in life where I wasn't actually even feeling the pain that my body was in. It was almost Mm. like I was alert this time. And I had never experienced that before where I could literally hear my thoughts be like, this is is very familiar. The The consciousness of... This is very familiar. This is not where we should be, but somehow we got here. So, again, calling that in to say, like, girl, we've been where you've been right. at. It's not to say, like, this is far from us, but also we don't, this is not what love is.
0: Oh, this is what manipulation is. Mm. This is what cowardice is. mm This is what it looks like when you are dealing with a man who is so scared of being loved Hmm. that he will do anything to experience some kind of false intimacy with you, which is what sex is in this context, and then abandon you. Because the abandoned oftentimes become the abandoners.
2: Hmm.
0: And I think we as people who deal with men like this have to reframe that for ourselves in order to give ourselves back the power Mm. and one thing i would also say about her text message she had mentioned i sent this to all my friends i wanted to see what they had to say just because you're asking the question means you already know the answer
1: because i remember it said something like it was mixed like we
0: have to unpack the friends too i
1: was gonna say whoever said yes send that <laughs> right. that's not the homie right sorry i screamed but <laughs> that's not the homie the people who said girl you don't need to send that i would lean into continuing to build from these structures.
0: there's a lot in this letter i was gonna say yeah. too
1: because the other thing i'm recognizing as well is who you spend your time with, mm. right, and how they're building their lives. I've noticed for myself, like, I... You absorb that. You really do. And, like, we do have friends who are dealing with the same toxic ex from middle school <laughs> as grown-ass people. Wow. I've seen it. I've seen You're it.
0: talking about the cycle of we're together, he pisses me off, I have the strength to leave, he comes back... We're in it again. It's just never-ending.
1: It's never-ending. We well, all and have she's
0: been like in this for six months. And I guess I sound I sound angry because I think I'm I'm bitter. and I'm I going actually through. don't
1: think you're bitter. And my experience right now is like, wow, you're really grounding me.
0: Really? You're very centered
1: <laughs> and you're speaking from a place of so much love, Jordan. Like, I don't think you're bitter at all.
0: I think because I am currently going through a breakup and Mm -hmm. I feel like my tolerance for men who are emotionally immature is so low to the ground
1: as it should be
0: right that sometimes when I as I'm reading some of these things I'm like when is it going to stop
1: I don't think it is really I I don't think it is. I think we deal with men's bullshit all the fucking time. Mm. And even without getting too in the details, like everyone in my community will find a way to justify the fuckery that cis men do because of the abuse they've been through because Mm. of the the pain and the traumas. And it's just like I I want to understand that. But personally, like, I'm just, I don't have the energy or the time because I also see the way it fucks with me and the way it exhausts me. And I'm also doing the work. I'm also trying to be better than my circumstances. So, and I feel like this is a narrative we keep talking about, but it's like, I, how are you going to show up? How are Mm. you going to earn me?
0: And I think that just because it's understandable doesn't mean it's excusable. Okay. Right so for this lovely unshamer our final thoughts
1: i think i said it all (laughs) yeah i said it all
0: to sum it up drop him you also should think about who your friends are in this situation Mm
2: -hmm.
0: i would say that ultimately you also have to turn turn toward the mirror too and ask yourself why does this trigger you in this way and why is it a pattern for you Sometimes you really do have to take it back to childhood.
1: Always.
0: You always have to take it back to childhood. You have to start at the root. Because for me, in all of the unshaming interviews I've done now, Mm. I would venture to say that every single interview goes back to childhood.
1: Like at some point, everyone did talk about their childhood. I believe that.
0: And where the shame comes from. Mm -hmm. And this is definitely a shame thing. Mm -hmm. because to me the way it reads is i don't have the self-worth to believe that i deserve better
1: that's exactly what it is and why most of us stay Mm -hmm.
0: and i've been there same i've been there where you just don't even have the self-esteem to know that you deserve better Mm -hmm. and so you keep tolerating the manipulation you keep tolerating the avoidant behavior you Mm -hmm. keep tolerating the aloofness
1: and some i've the circle the the experiences of them straight up lying and you not even seeing it Mm. that for me our partners can lie to us and we just somehow justify and make excuses for it not want to know the truth i didn't know we could be like that through our own traumas too, mm. like not really sit in the truth of what a situation or ex- an experience was
0: well the truth is really hard mm. and it's really painful and something as i think this letter maybe even at certain points is really funny mm-hmm. and yes. kind of lighthearted. but i think when you really rip it apart Mm. There is a fear of the truth here. Mm. Which and is what? Asking myself why I keep going back to the people who hurt me. Mm. Why I keep going back to the people who disrespect me. Mm. Why am I addicted? Why am I addicted to not getting what I want mm. and not getting my needs met?
1: Ooh, not addicted to not getting what you right. want. Right, But that that's hurt.
0: that's so many of us. And I feel like the answer probably lies within, this is my uh, unqualified therapist part of my brain. You're speaking <laughs> gems right
1: now. It's qualified.
0: But go back to your parents and think about what your caretakers didn't do for you. Mm. That has, because what this book is teaching me that I'm reading, the body stores all of these memories. Mm-hmm even from the time that our brains begin developing. Mm. So I would say it's okay to finally say, I'm not, I'm tired of that life and I want better for myself. Yes. We'll be right back. These days, most of us are running a mile a minute between work and school and side hustles and trying to squeeze in a workout. By the time I get home, I'm exhausted. So the few hours I have to spend asleep in bed are sacred. I want to feel comfortable and cozy and rested, so I upgraded my linen to Brooklinen. Their soft, buttery sheets have me waking up feeling so recharged. So go check them out. Head to brooklinen.com and use promo code UNSHAMING to get $20 off your purchase of $100 or more. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com and enter promo code UNSHAMING for $20 off your purchase today. Linen, the curators of comfort. We are supported by Quip. Quip is one of the first electric toothbrushes accepted by the American Dental Association. And this Pride Month, Quip has released their limited edition Smile with Pride electric brush. For every purchase of that toothbrush, Quip is donating $5 to the Ali Forni Center. The Ali Forney Center was founded in 2002 to protect the lives of LGBTQ youth from homelessness. If you go to getquip.com unshaming right now, you'll get your first refill free. That's your first refill free at getquip.com slash unshaming. G-E-T-Q-U-I-P dot slash unshaming. Quip, the good habits company. Okay, cool. Should we go to the next one? I think so. Okay. That one
1: was deep.
0: Okay, this one uh-huh. is this one is actually really good too. Okay. And I think you're gonna like this one. So this is actually a different perspective. Okay, we
1: okay the other side okay. of it. Yes,
0: ex- <laughs> I can speak <laughs> on that. Okay, dear Jordan, I'm a gay man in my early 30s. Mm. A huge part of my unshaming journey has been overcoming body image issues.
1: Ooh.
0: As you know, body image issues are rampant in the gay community. Mm. I spent most of my childhood and early 20s being overweight. And although I didn't receive very much sexual attention from men, I was very happy. Hmm. In my late 20s, I decided that I wanted to make a change. I started lifting weights, being mindful of my eating and walking more. After a few years of consistency, I started seeing amazing results. As my body started transforming, I also started receiving a lot of new attention from men. Hmm. Previously, the kind of men I was attracted to were not attracted to me. But it feels like overnight, a lot of that has changed. I recently entered my first relationship. Mm. My partner is drop-dead gorgeous and honestly a wonderful man. Mm. He is kind and honest and humble. When I think about it long enough, I start to cry because deep down I feel like I don't deserve him. We've been dating for a few months and the more I get to know him, the more deeply in love I fall. Lately, though, as we've started getting closer, I've noticed that I keep pushing him away. I have been battling depression and anxiety lately, and I don't want him to see me sad. But the closer we get, it's starting to seem as though I can't hide this part of myself anymore. He has addressed feeling distant from me, but I brush it off as me having a bad day. Lately, my behaviors have been really weird, too. I've been acting incredibly selfish. I find myself flirting with other men even though I'm completely satisfied in my relationship and don't want to be open. We recently went out together for a drink and I got inappropriately drunk. My partner shared with me that I was flirting with other guys in front of him and that it hurt his feelings. I felt horrible for treating him this way. I apologized profusely and told him it wouldn't happen again. He is so loving and kind that he forgave me and told me that I should forgive myself too. One week later, I feel myself pushing him away again. When he texts me, I don't want to respond. I don't really want to talk to him over the phone either. I feel myself getting overwhelmed by him and just want to run away and hide. I think I'm self-sabotaging. Although I am perceived as being attractive, deep down, I feel unlovable because of all of my years being fat. As much as I love my man, it's hard for me to show him who I truly am. I'm afraid of being abandoned. I think my body resorts to the mindset. At least if you're alone, no one will reject you. Mm. I think in many ways, it goes even deeper than me being fat. As a child, my parents were just not there for me in the ways I needed them to be emotionally. I had to do most things on my own as a child. Being a man, I grew up thinking that I could never complain about this or express my deep sense of hurt from it, so I have romanticized my independence." Truthfully, I had no choice but to be independent. And if I had it my way, I would have absolutely appreciated the support. These bad habits have culminated into me pushing away someone I really love. I know that if I don't get my shit together, I will lose him. And that kills me. What should I do? That's a good one. I have to say some of the things in here I've been on the receiving end of. Mm. I actually have had several partners who have abused alcohol Mm -hmm. with me. And that is so, ooh, that's a crazy one. I think it's interesting to actually see someone on the other end of it with the awareness to know how destructive it is. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What do you think about this?
1: Well, you can't see me, but I'm, like, smiling and, like, nodding the whole way through hearing the story.
0: These are good stories. These are
1: good. This one I feel deeply connected to because this is how I actually lost my last partner.
2: Mm. Um,
1: and it's been three years, and I'm still working through that breakup. And so I really feel you and where you're at. And if, and if I had the opportunity...
0: Wait, which end of it were you on? You relate more to him? Yeah,
1: I was on his end. Oh, okay. I was on his end. I had to go through everything the way it went down to make the radical change, Mm. to do the work. Because there was some deep inner issues. And my partner was constantly meeting me with so much tenderness and so much kindness and supporting me through my darkest moments And I'm not saying that that's not a good thing, but that can only take you so far. So while I was hearing you, I did have a few questions. You know, are you in therapy right now?
0: That was literally the same question I was Mm going to ask. Yeah. Yes.
1: I think that's number one. I did have a moment, and this could be me projecting, so take it with like a grain of, like truly just the smallest grain of salt. But one grain. Yeah. One. Grain. <laughs> are you are you ready for this love? Oh, are you prepared? Something that I came out of the breakup realizing not right away, but with time was I wasn't ready to like fully commit to a partner who wanted to build their life with me. There was a lot of inner like there was a lot of things that I had to face within myself as great as this man is, is this something you're really prepared for?
0: That's a really hard question. Choosing yourself is crazy Mm. because I think what you're saying is in this situation, choosing yourself might be letting him go. Yes. And that's really hard. I guess first I wanted to just thank this unshamer mm. for being so vulnerable. Actually,
2: yes. We
0: never usually hear this side of the story. Mm-hmm. I'm over here bitching and moaning about mm. <laughs> about my my love life because I guess I'm usually on the receiving end of mm. this. But I really wish that I could give this listener the advice to start therapy, be more open with your partner, talk about things grow together
2: Mm
0: -hmm. but i'm sort of leaning toward i I don't know i don't know if you're there yet and really only you can answer that question
1: exactly i i don't want to discourage you and say because of where you're at it sounds like you can't be in this relationship but even when i did communicate to my partner my fears i i almost indulged in victimizing myself Mm. and and didn't actually actively do the work like the the true like inner work to understand why this person loved me and chose me and imagined a life with me so Again, just affirming, like, I've been where you've been at. This is not foreign. I know a lot of folks who have been in this position. And not to say that you can't stay in this relationship, but as Jordan said, it would require therapy. It would require deep communication with your partner.
0: A commitment to healing.
1: Commitment to healing. I'm going to say this, but you do what you want. I, I say no alcohol for a while.
0: Oh, girl, I didn't even think about that one.
1: I say no. I say, yeah. I actually got sober after my breakup, six months after my breakup. Mm. I would just encourage you.
0: Maybe no substances at all.
1: I was going to say, just try to see what that looks like for three months, deep journaling, some reflection. Like, if you not- if you keep noticing that when you drink is when you make weird decisions and decisions you're not proud of, and I think he even said inappropriate decisions, mm. maybe it's time to cut those things out.
0: I agree. Ooh, the line that really hit me was, he is a kind and honest and humble man. Mm. When I think about it long enough, I start to cry because deep mm. down, I feel like I don't deserve him. And I think that probably is what is maybe driving a lot of the self-sabotaging. Right. And I think this letter was actually unsigned. Mm. But I would say, listener, unshamer.
1: Mm. Period, because we are unshaming this. right?
0: Exactly. You have to think about where that comes from. I think all of us have to think about where that comes from. And addiction, seriously. I don't know why, but so many times it's easy to numb and i think the alcohol can do numbing and sometimes it's not even alcohol sometimes it's binge watching netflix sometimes it is
1: <sighs> me you're speaking
0: yeah to that. sometimes it's weed sometimes it's sex sometimes it can be anything that gives you a sense of a rush or feeling alive because sometimes you feel so dead inside mm. and i think that for this listener I would say that you have to realize that before you can truly accept love and even give love, you have to get clear on what it means to love yourself first. As corny as that may sound.
1: It's not corny, though. Like, it's, it really isn't. And I, I think that's what really irritates me sometimes when I see people around me so quick to jump into relationships I'm just like, babe, but you know you're going through a real battle right now. like why commit fully to someone when you when you when it's very clear that you don't know who you are? I feel like the narrative is that like we we meet somebody and figure it out along the way. Maybe it works for some people, but I have found that at least for me it it, it can't flow in that way. And I also wanted to share like because you were saying sometimes you. Like, when your partner asks what's wrong, you avoid, like, really sharing what's going in on. In the letter. Yes. Yeah. And so I wonder, I wonder, too, because I have, I've been like this, and I have friends. I have a friend who's married, and she's she struggles a lot with with sharing her actual feelings in real time. And so she has found what's been helpful for her is writing letters to her partner. Oh, Wow. Because that's where she can really access her feelings. And you're a beautiful writer. It sounds like you can right. really
0: express yourself. Express yourself. Right. And so
1: I wonder what it would look like to write a letter to your man about what's been going on.
0: There's such a fear of being truly seen. Because his earliest experiences were being abandoned for being right. seen for who he is. Mm-hmm. And so there's a connection being made that... If I actually show this person who I am, and let's be honest, there's no other relationship that you will ever be in that is as vulnerable as the relationship you're in with your partner.
1: That's the truth.
0: That is so understandable how you would connect the fact that if you actually show yourself, you will be rejected. But the cool thing about it is that you're an adult, and you have the power now to stop those childhood connections. Mm. When we were children, we didn't have a choice but to make sense of it in that way. We didn't have enough context of the world. We didn't understand our parents' traumas. We didn't understand how overwhelmed they were and how emotionally unavailable they were. Mm. And so the only way we could make sense of it in order to survive Was to say to ourselves, oh, it must be me. Hmm. But you're an adult now. And part of that is realizing that you have agency over your own life.
2: Hmm.
0: You have the power to heal yourself and to stop that cycle. And I think that's really powerful. And it sounds like he has the partner who's willing to... Who
1: wants to go there. That's why he's asking him... What's up? Like, right. where are you at? Are you okay? And there is, n- I'm telling you, even the sex, the intimacy will feel different when you, when all your walls are down mm. and you know that you're safe and you know that you're really, like, you're really surrendering yourself to love. That's what it, that's what the process actually is. It isn't just like showing the best version of yourself, it's being loved through like a very raw process and so we are rooting for the relationship yes. but i think i can speak for both of us is like more so though we're rooting for you to have a healthy relationship with you mm. that's number one yes everything else is an add-on is a bonus but that needs to be first yeah i
0: also had one more thing to add mm. You also should be holding yourself accountable for how you've disrespected this person.
1: Oh, we, I didn't even want to, because I was like, on the other side of this conversation is why is your man staying with you?
0: Mm, oh, I did not think about that. But we want to be
1: gentle here because your man didn't, <laughs> didn't write a letter, you did. But, but right. we cannot leave this conversation <laughs> without saying, yes, you must hold yourself accountable.
0: Uh, I've been wanting to talk about this for a while because I think that millennial therapy culture.
1: Ooh, what is that?
0: That is the culture that goes so far with the idea of like, forgive yourself, be kind to yourself, be gentle to yourself, be loving to yourself. It goes so far to that side of it that it absolves you.
1: Mm, Oh my gosh. Yes. From
0: addressing why you've treated people and the way you've treated them we feel for you and period we do we are so proud of you for being so conscious
1: yes and now it's time to put that into work it can't just be i recognize what i'm doing it's now what can i do to change this behavior because Mm -hmm. it's impacting my partner
0: Well, this was a really good letter.
1: It was so good.
0: And the last one is going to be really interesting. Okay. Okay. Hi, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs)
1: Love.
0: (laughs) I am 28 years old and Mm. trying to find myself again. Mm. Two months ago, I left a relationship that lasted about seven months. Although it was short, we were both in love. Mm. I'm still licking my wounds from our breakup
1: for the listeners i've just been making faces as jordan reads them to me so yeah i'll try to make sound
0: before entering this relationship i remained single for about three years Mm. my relationship before being single was my first and it was riddled with insecurity and codependency i grew up as a child of immigrants from bangladesh Mm. for as long as i can remember i was ashamed of my heritage and where Mm. i came from I do know that I'm beautiful, Mm. but by American standards of beauty, I spent most of my life feeling invisible. I cannot tell you how many men have told me, wow, you're actually so pretty, as if I'm an exception to the rule that all brown girls are ugly. Mm. Constant microaggressions coupled with my own shame about who I am made me feel as though I should be lucky or grateful to have been in my first relationship at all. This mindset prevented me from leaving, although I knew deep down that I was not getting what I needed. When that relationship ended, I was devastated, but I promised myself I would never enter another situation like that again. I spent the next three years staying single, taking responsibility for my healing journey, I started therapy, I worked through painful childhood memories of rejection, I started to forgive my parents for all of their bullshit, Mm. and I began to repair the broken relationship I had with my body. Mm. I truly embarked on my unshaming journey. During those three years, I felt joy like I had never felt it before. I Mm. fell in love with my friends and with my own life. My career began to blossom, and I engaged in sex as a means for exploration, Mm. not because I was lonely. Mm. I can truly say that I was growing and glowing. Mm. In the midst of my glow-up, I met my last man. Although cliche, I can honestly say it was love at first sight. I had not been looking for a relationship, but I was open. As I got to know this new man, it seemed like he was everything I had dreamed of. In the first few months of being together, we had an incredible intellectual connection and our sex was magic. Mm. I made an active decision that I was going to be my authentic self with him. My attitude was, this is who I am, take me or leave me. If I scare you away, you aren't the right man for me anyway. For the first time in my life, I wanted to be known fully. We had sex with the lights on because I wanted him to see the fat around my waist and the stretch marks I was once ashamed of. Mm. I cooked him South Asian food because I wanted him to know where I come from. Mm. I shared some of my deepest fears around intimacy with him because I Mm. wanted him to know that I was willing to be vulnerable and grow together. Mm. He was very receptive. Our relationship was blissful for a time being. But I began noticing some red flags as soon as we officially committed.
2: Hmm.
0: I chose to overlook them because when I confronted him about them, he always had a logical explanation. He seemed so confident and assured that he wanted to be with me. So I let it go. And since I had been out of the dating game for so long, I believed his bullshit. For example, we would talk every day, but every so often there would be moments where he would distance himself and I just Hmm. wouldn't hear from him. They started happening more often, and honestly, it felt like the silent treatment, which is triggering for me given my childhood experiences at home. Mm. Another thing that would upset me was that he would say goodnight and good morning some days and other days not. I realize this may not be a big deal for others, but consistency is a very important value of mine. When I would address these issues, he would reassure me with his words, but his actions never followed through. This started to anger me. I realized he was still holding on to abandonment issues from his mother that were manifesting into trust issues being projected onto me. I love this girl. (laughs) What bothered me was that there was little desire to get better. As much as he had convinced me otherwise, he was not committed to healing in the way that I was. After months of no change, I broke up with him. Of course, he came back telling me that he was sorry and the reason for his boundary crossing, disrespect, and bad communication was that he was depressed. I felt hopeful by the self-awareness and took him back. In hindsight, I realized that people take months, even years, to make meaningful change. I was delusional thinking that he would change that fast and that he would change for me. The final straw for me was earlier this year when my mother went through some health issues. He did not show up for me in the way that I hoped or Mm -hmm. expected he would as my partner. I broke up with him, but this time for good. I left that relationship because I knew I deserved so much better. But two months into this breakup, I feel sad, upset, and depressed. Mm -hmm. I have no interest in getting together. This is a really good letter. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I have no interest in getting back together with this man, but I do miss him. I miss mm-hmm. his stupid jokes, his presence, and at times I miss that dick. Although my self-worth is what caused me to leave him, I now feel so lonely. Mm-hmm. I'm not ready to date again, and I feel like I have been having sex for all the wrong reasons. Mm-hmm. I haven't figured out whether I enjoy it because of the false sense of intimacy or the rush I get from the sexual attention. I think it's an old insecurity of mine that men don't find me attractive because I'm a brown girl. It frustrates me. I have faith that in time I will once again reach emotional stability, but I cannot believe this relationship fucked me up this much. Mm. I try to allow myself the right to feel all of my emotions, but I'm so impatient. I want this grieving process to be over. I feel as though I have regressed and lost so much of the positive work I did in my single years. Mm. I feel closed off and as though I am not ready to meet or truly be seen by anyone right now. To be honest, I am so exhausted with men. They seem amazing at first, but as soon as I let my guard down, they act crazy. I know that one. I have... We all do. (laughs) I have some responsibility in this, but it's frustrating that I have to pay the consequences for someone else's lack of healing. Mm. After all the years of progress I've made on healing my life and loving myself, here I am again, sad over a man who ain't shit.
2: Hmm.
0: I'm proud of myself for choosing peace when love made me anxious and upset, but I wonder, will peace and love ever coexist? How do I get back to my old glow-up days? P.S. Thanks for the amazing episodes. They have gotten me through so much. Mm-hmm. Sincerely, a confused unshamer.
1: Where do we start?
0: I think I want to start by thanking this listener. Yes. For just being so raw.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I think there's some things in here that both of us relate to.
1: All of them. Yeah. Honestly, but especially this one. I think where I'm very pulled is the, the section and where I'm trying to understand in, in my own life, the reality that healing, which we've talked about before, healing isn't linear. And this is what I hear in this story, too, when they're like, but I did I did the, I did the work. I right. did the work. I did the healing. I had a moment in time where I really felt good about myself why does it feel like i took 10 steps back mm-hmm. and that part i'm relating to right now wow i'm like babe it's been i'm talking to myself shani <laughs> it's been 3 years why are we not ready to date but the reality is i'm not there
0: i really relate to this girl or boy oh she's a girl brown girl mm. right
1: i at this point girl's gender neutral
0: <laughs> yes exactly i relate to this girl so much and i feel like Uh, actually even everything when she had mentioned that you know she did her period of singleness and felt really amazing yes i felt that too and i just want to validate everything you're going through right now the body sometimes doesn't catch up as quickly as the mind does that's true and so logically and mentally and psychologically you can know the truth. You can know this man was bullshit. His actions were bullshit. I deserve way better. Mm-hmm. But the body sometimes takes more time to catch up to that. And I think the period of grief that you're going through is indicative of that. And I would say that, <sighs> I recently learned this, but mm-hmm. accepting your body's process and your body's timeline Mm-hmm is part of what it means to accept yourself
1: whatever you healed in those three years that was real Mm. that was real and that joy that you felt was real and what you went through recently it doesn't change the work that you did then and i don't know why that's making me emotional but we're, we can be very hard on ourselves mm. if we make a mistake along the way we can be very hard on ourselves to the point of not wanting to try again not wanting to be op- open belittling ourselves about our past experiences and so i just want to acknowledge like where you are right now it may not feel good But the people who know you and who love you and ride for you are seeing the beauty through this transformation that you're going through right now.
0: Going through a breakup is kind of like you do lose a piece of your Mm self-confidence. No matter how confident you are going into the relationship or even during the relationship or even at the point when you break up the confidence is sometimes the reason you break up in the first place but allowing someone so close to your inner space like that and having it not work out how could you not take that personally i feel like that's so natural to then subconsciously or even consciously think where did i go wrong here Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and we haven't even gotten to the point of the man Mm. in this one this is
1: very low they're all very layered it's they're all super layered yeah each talking point
0: but let me start with this one so Mm. i did notice something she said was as i got to know this new man he seemed like everything i had ever dreamed of I think so many of us put people on a pedestal. Mm. I think all of us have a little bit of good and a little bit of evil.
1: Of course.
0: And I think going into any situation expecting that that's going to be the case is probably a healthy mindset to have. Just knowing Mm. that as you are in that phase where everything feels blissful and kind of like this person can do no wrong... Just understanding that they're not perfect. And I think in a way, I don't want to be too hard on this person because it's so natural, but idealizing people is sort of kind of like dehumanizing them in a sense because Mm. you are taking away their right to make mistakes. Mm. And that is, as a human being, something you are entitled to do. You're entitled to make mistakes and to fail. And I think when we idealize people like that, We only set ourselves up for disappointment because ultimately no one can live up to those expectations.
1: I I do agree about not idolizing and that's something I need to work on. But I wonder too of like, what is the feeling when you're around someone where it's not chaotic, where it's not anxious, where you're around them and it just feels peaceful, so easeful, so peaceful, so gentle. Like what is that energy versus like oh my god they're perfect but but you're also feeling like the anxiety wow. and the chaos like I wonder if there's a if we can sort of look at it in that way right because I don't want to like... I don't want to discourage people from being specific about what they want mm. right because that can get tricky it's like yeah don't idolize the person but we need boundaries they can't there are certain <laughs> mistakes you can't do
0: <laughs> absolutely I want to just talk about the man real quick okay okay and we don't talk enough about this but Mm. sometimes people move so quickly in a relationship because that's another form of addiction yes you're so interested in being distracted
1: Mm -hmm. and
0: numbing yourself and a new relationship is exciting and it sounds to me Mm. like that's what this man was doing to this girl Mm. Kind of like, I feel a little bit more for this man, way more than I did the man in the first story.
1: Oh, in what ways? Let me
0: tell you. So I think this man might be the person, might be more like the person who wrote the second Second? letter. Okay,
2: I see. You know, where it's like
0: sometimes people just aren't ready to be loved. I feel like for her, you might be thinking how can it be Mm. i'm doing what everyone says you should do Mm. i'm being vulnerable i've done the healing work i've manifested this man when i was at my peak
1: sometimes we are prepared and yet we're attracting an energy that isn't yeah it's very clear that what you have to offer this person doesn't match it
0: That's such a hard reality to come to, especially when you love that person Mm. and when you have let your walls and guards down and boundaries down in a way where you've let them so close to your most intimate space. Mm. It it must be so disappointing. It really must be so disappointing for this listener.
1: This would be my question. Mm. When we are ready... When we are prepared, how do we attract that energy in another person? (sighs)
0: Babes. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I could answer that. That's the million dollar question. That is. And I think that this letter really goes to show that sometimes you are ready. And I would say, you know, honestly, she was in this relationship for seven months. I think that's pretty fast to really realize that you are not getting what you need and it's time to walk away Mm -hmm. and respect to this listener for walking away
1: thats strength
0: that is strength knowing your self-worth and let's talk about this for a moment Mm. why does it not always feel like self-worth when it's self-worth
1: You know we could talk about that for days. Right. Because I feel like people don't understand that true radical healing is ugly. It's messy. It's messy. It's
0: chaotic.
1: And truly lonely. Like there is nothing about it I feel. I do think community plays a huge part when you're ready for that step. But those first stages of it, Mm. which for me have been three years it's not easy it's not easy but again if i could go back i wouldn't change it because who i became after that experience the way i love the people in my life now different how intentional i am how careful i am I actively listen. I'm present. Like all these things I recognize, I needed to go through that experience. So, calling into what you're saying, right, or what you brought up, only going through that for seven months, I think is a testament to the three years of healing that right, she did. Yes. Circling back to that, sometimes right. the process looks like that. If you hadn't done the three years, this man was going to drag you. for For three three years
2: years.
1: (laughs) (laughs) that's how it goes Yes. so seven months is nothing really when you think about it and it does speak to the work that you did before that
0: let me read this line I know I have some responsibility in this but it's frustrating that I have to pay the consequences for someone else's lack of healing let's talk about her responsibility in this okay To a certain extent, there's not a whole lot you could have really done.
1: That's how I feel.
0: There's not a whole lot you really could have done. Sometimes life just does suck and the other person does suck and it's not your fault. Ayanla Van Zandt, you know her? Who? Ayanla Van Zandt well she's just an amazing creator who's been around for you know decades but she she was kind of like oprah's on the own network she Mm. does a lot of like ministry healing okay one thing she had said that really changed my life was Mm. i forgive myself for believing That I should have done better when I didn't know how. And I think that's what a lot of Mm. what she's experiencing with the shame and sadness. I think a a lot of it might have to do with you being angry with yourself. Mm. Because you went through the healing journey. You did all the work and you still weren't able to pick up on those signs. And that may lead to you being disappointed with yourself. But you have to forgive yourself for what you didn't know.
1: And I do think that in order to really sharpen those tools, we have to go through those specific experiences. Like you ain't going to miss these signs. Exactly.
0: And maybe it's unfortunately, it might not be the last time that somebody Uh. presents themselves in that way
1: but i do think that we can get clear on our discernment
0: exactly
1: because for me i don't want to go through it again i like that hurt me when you said that but i was like no like i said that earlier too that is the truth like these men who aren't just people in general who are not actively healing exist
0: they i'd say most people really unfortunately yes i mean think about mm. it like how many men have we dated who have put us in this exact situation
1: Mm -hmm. most yeah
0: i would say most and unfortunately most men aren't even at the level of consciousness that the second listener was at
1: oh no exactly oh no not at all accountability and then they're reading books to affirm them that no one's at fault here
0: oh in your experience oh yeah in my
1: experience but i honestly think stay away from men who do yoga and read stuff i think it's i think it's a facade i think it's truly a facade there were so many moments where i would be told if you read this book the second agreement is don't take things personally
0: oh wow! (laughs) after
1: i communicated you know that they hurt me with their words Right. And it was just like, oh, I see what men are on right now. They're using these self help books to somehow get you to realize you're
0: the you're problem. You're the problem. Exactly. <laughs>
1: We're not doing that here. But but going back to this, because I do think that's really powerful what you said.
0: It's it's probably for most of us, it's going to be in our path again. Mm. But I think these experiences and I hope, and this is this is me being hopeful.
1: Of course. I
0: hope that these experiences will help us kind of weed people out a little bit earlier on and save yes. ourselves from some of that anguish and disappointment and the fact that mm. listener number three confused on shamer, you are deciding to sit in that loneliness amidst the discomfort of it all amidst the feeling of sadness and depression and nostalgia mm. for that man who was bullshit. I respect that. And I feel like that is really respectable. And you should respect yourself too. And in time, yes. even though you don't feel it at the moment, in time, you will respect yourself. The only way to get over it is to go through it.
1: I'm I'm speechless. I know in a podcast you, you do need to make sound because they can't see you, <laughs> but I'm just... It's, this is healing for me. And I know you've said this to me before, like a part of this process is really healing to kind of go through it. But now being in it with you, I'm just like, I get it. Because you're really engaged and you're really fully like in your body, so present to, to the journey that these folks are on. So I'm just like listening, taking it all in. But it's like, yes, the biggest thing is like, put some respect on you. Because what you're doing is isn't easy we kind of downplay when we make these really important decisions for ourselves that do hurt us in the moment and so i came out of that i was like yeah i was strong for 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 walking away i was strong for blocking i was strong for not replying i was strong when i decided to, to really focus on me. And so I'm just affirming what Jordan's saying about respecting yourself for this decision and like really seeing the strength and the value in that. You're going to continue to miss the D. You're going to continue mm. to miss his presence. You're going to continue to miss the bad jokes. You know, it's a part of it. And I don't think I would ever be interested in in pretending that it wasn't. But five years from now, Confused listener, as you called yourself. Confused like, unshamer. Oh, confused <laughs> confused <laughs> unshamer. You're going to be thanking yourself. Be, and you're going to be calling into this moment as a part of you healing and glowing the fuck up.
0: Right. Exactly. And your man is out there.
1: Let's talk about that. Let's affirm that for all of us. Who we want to build our lives with. If we want. Because everyone wants different things. But if you want i learned from myself that based off of what my mom went through what my grandma went through the most radical form of love for me is monogamy and i know that my partner exists and the life that i want in love does exist though i've never seen that be experienced by the women who raised me I know it's realistic what I want. I know it's possible. And let's just continue to affirm that for all of us. Because in the loneliness, I feel like that's where we gaslight ourselves.
0: These were so beautiful.
1: Gorgeous. (laughs) I'm so grateful to your audience, your listeners. Because they're just so vulnerable.
0: Three beautiful, gorgeous letters. Mm -hmm. I love my own shamers so much. This is an episode... It was about dating, but really, I feel like, as usual, mm-hmm. everybody wants to be loved. Everybody wants to love. And that was so clear in all of the letters. Mm. And so I would say, you know, even though we can disguise our issues as work problems or dating problems or family problems, mm. they usually boil down to a problem with love. Yes. What it means to... To be loved, what it means to love, and what it means to love ourselves. Mm. So, final question. And we can both answer this. Yes. What is love? What, what does that even mean? We've been talking about it, it's kind of a nebulous subject. It's really at the core of unshaming. Mm. What does that word even mean?
1: In this season of my life right now, I don't know what it means. I think the closest I've gotten to knowing what love was, was when I was in Florida with my mom and my grandma, when the pandemic first started, and I had this desire, this deep desire to give and cater to my grandmother like I wanted to cut her hair with joy I wanted to cook with her with joy I wanted to kiss her and massage her and cut her nails for her with joy and like I've never seen myself be of service to someone in that way and even as a partner I'm pretty much I'm not so I can be I have my walls but that was my first time physically showing my love And so I think that's the closest I've gotten to understanding love that for me, when I'm really at the core of it, it's allowing me to be a vessel through God to really show and care and give to someone that I trust. But in this season right now, currently, I haven't accessed that. I've been very isolated.
2: Mm.
1: What about you? What, What if... If you know what love is or or have a definition, can you speak on it? And or was there an experience or a moment where you felt yourself really love someone else or really love yourself and what did that physically look like?
0: I love that you mentioned the word season because I think it does change. Yes. Depending on what season you're in. I think if you asked me... A couple of months ago, or maybe even a year ago, my answer would be really different. Mm. I'm going through a breakup, too. Mm. And I think my career is in a really dynamic space. And for me, at the moment, love is the word no.
1: They ain't ready for that. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, wow. Wow wow
0: yeah love love feels like the word no it feels like mm. there are so many temptations for me so many distractions mm. that i can very easily fall within
1: Ooh, i'm sorry but we gonna have to run <laughs> that back wow i'm sorry what we weren't we were not <laughs> ready for that
0: it it really is the word no for me right now it's 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 saying no it's it's like i can't i can't do that i can't wow commit to that i can't show up for that
1: i'm about to cry because one i feel like that speaks to this i feel like for everyone who wrote Mm. there's a no that needs to be instilled as an act of loving themselves right and for me it's just like yeah like that's also the season that I've been in for a couple years now.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. Where it's just
1: like I'm sorry but no. Right. And then when I don't say no, I see the impact that it has mm. when I didn't follow that intuition. And that was me not loving myself, not trusting myself. I'm so grateful that you that you put it in that way cuz I think a lot of us only see love as us opening ourselves
0: and saying yes. I would say no to the self-destruction, no to the people who have proven to us that they're going to hurt us time and time again. Okay. And I would say no to, no to the things that deep down, you know that you want to say no to, but you say yes because you're living out of fear. No to fear. Mm-hmm. And that's what love is for me right now. And the space that I'm in calls for me right now to be a little bit more protective.
1: I was going to say, that's what I hear.
0: And I think honoring that sense of self and getting in touch with that sense of self and saying no is is kind of my most radical form of self-love at the moment. Well, thank you, my dear, for coming on the show. Mm. Leaving us with your wisdom you
1: were dropping soil you were (laughs) planting roots you grew flowers in this episode okay
0: thank you i think i've been in my kind of um and, and i was kind of mentioning my bitter era you're not bitter i think i am a little bitter but i think in a sense it's it's part of that protection that i'm kind of going through
1: i was gonna say i feel like you're mistaking it I feel like you're mistaking your prote- you mm. being protective for bitterness. And I just want us to be careful about that.
0: Yeah, Very interesting. Because I, I guess I have been telling people that too. I don't think you should. <laughs> and I'm starting to, I guess you believe the things you say.
1: That's the part. Yeah. That's the part.
0: So I'm in my protective era.
1: And how does that sound? <laughs> and how does that sound when you say that? how does it sound no
0: that feels empowering and that feels
1: let me hear you say that one more time you're in your what
0: i'm in my protective era and so are you
1: yes and it doesn't look gorgeous
0: it's not sexy
1: it really is not always sexy and you you don't you don't attract a lot of people in that kind of energy right and that's cool
0: that's okay because that's what this moment is calling for
1: I really feel you, hundred percent. You did this on this episode. You did this. You could, anyways. <laughs> we love Jordan. We're so grateful for Jordan. <laughs> Thank you for having me. It's always an honor. Well, tell us
0: where we can find some of your stuff and where mm-hmm. where we can find you and connect with you.
1: Well, I'm gonna be real. A part of this protective era is not being so active on social media. But I, but you can find me on Instagram at Angel of Tongue i love getting dms from y'all i love getting emails feel free to hit me up like i love it that's that's where you can and there's some some great things coming in a couple months that i'm excited to share my short film is coming out soon it's actually premiering at black star film festival in august there's a lot of things that you can see like on social media so definitely follow for that
0: well that's amazing we'll check her out and i love you my sister
1: i love you too
0: this was awesome I'm Jorgen Salvis, and you've been listening to Unshaming. For more information about anyone featured on the show, follow us on Instagram and TikTok at Unshaming, or visit unshamingpodcast.com. If you loved this episode, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We love hearing from you. So if you have questions or want to tell us what you're unshaming, DM us on Instagram or email us at unshamingpodcast at gmail.com. Special thanks to Mirzi for generously providing her original music. You can find her wherever you stream. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll see you next time.